Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and today you'll be meeting DJ duo Black Girl, White Girl based in Amsterdam. Black Girl, White Girl are a force of nature squared, combining their taste for raw and rousing music in the fields of acid, techno, house, electro, and more. Crafting tracks and sets that are packed full of potent sounds and able to keep dance floors enthralled while veering in unexpected directions. Together, they are a couple living in Amsterdam and have emerged as a force to be reckoned with. Since emerging on the global club circuit, Karen and Ty have been earning their stripes, lightening up dance floors with their energetic style, dipping into techno, house, disco, electro, and rave territories. Their futuristic yet firmly rooted DJ sets are filled with unexpected musical curveballs with selections that build a narrative going way beyond the limitations of genre, time, and space. These musical musai are artists to watch and you can follow this duo on Instagram at officialbgwg. There will also be a very special Black Girl, White Girl musai mix coming out on July 20th, so stay tuned. I hope you enjoy this episode and here's Black Girl, White Girl on Musai Collective. Hello, Karen and Ty, aka Black Girl, White Girl. How are you today? Welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to talk about your new EP and so much more. How are you doing and where are you based right now? Hey, what's up? We are great. We are actually in Tel Aviv right now. Um, we are visiting a family of Karim. Nice. And uh, except for that, we are based in Amsterdam and we kind of like traveling between. Nice, of course. That's always nice to have that freedom. So I always love to dive into guests' origins because I think by sharing this information, it can really create a connection for listeners to understand how you got to where you are today. And I think it's always inspiring to hear someone else's origin and success and how it all began. So can you share with us a little bit about how you formed together as a musical duo and your origin story? Yes, we met in 2012. It was around ADE in Amsterdam. And um, it was kind of like in the period I was uh, still in university. Karin, you were working. I, yeah, I finished uh, high school and worked in family business and child stuff. You came to Amsterdam yeah. during uh, AD, little bit before it was. And then we uh, connected through music longer after that, not much longer after that, in October, less, I think. Less than a year. Yeah, less than a year. We met in AD and we shared the same vision and... We didn't really know that we're gonna like form Lego Wiger. It was more we like, like like the we more like like the more the similar kind of music at the time. Like we had a similar music taste, and it was like kind of unique in that sense to meet somebody who had so you had so much in common with, but that person was from a totally different country. Yeah, <laughs> and we were like, oh my god, is this really like something that can happen? And it was like a really fun time, and. After that, we kind of were like, okay, maybe we should do something music together because it's something that we both wanted. It grew from there, basically. We started doing mixtape, and I think that was in 2013? 13, yeah. 13, yeah. And I think in 2014, 14. we had our first release like together. 
Nice. I love, I, I've been to Asia many times as I worked in the music business for about 10 years. And so I know how <laughs> that week is crazy busy with all the meetings <laughs> and the events and, you know, trying yeah. to, like, you know, you're out late, you've been to four parties, you're like, I have a meeting at 9 a.m. It's a lot, but, <laughs> but it's really cool that, you know, you meet everyone from all over the world comes for that week. And it's such a hub of creatives that are all there from all sides of the spectrum in the dance music industry. So that's really cool that you ended up meeting in the chaos. Uh, <laughs> Finding each other. (laughs) And now, yeah, I know that's really cool. And much more than that, but yeah. Yeah, started. Exactly, which we'll get into later. So, can you share with our listeners the importance of navigating and carving your own path in the music industry? And, you know, why is this essential to truly be authentic to your craft? Mm, Yeah, it's very important. I think in the beginning for us, we weren't really like, sure what kind of genre of music we were making it was like housey but like we weren't really super specific about the direction whatever we were just kind of starting out and we didn't really know and later on we start to feel kind of like okay we need to fit into a certain I don't know like mold and like a certain shape or of expectations of people to be able to be on certain labels to and fit more into the industry to fit in exactly and to like that people will recognize the music that you make as like house or whatever it was at the time. Then we started to realize that we couldn't really fit in because we weren't meant to fit in because our music was something that came from us and there was no point for us to try to match what was out there because it it's not us. You need to fully be yourself to be able to feel comfortable in what you're putting out into the world. I think like within a couple of years, like three years or so, we started to realize, okay, we just need to set up our own path. We need to go our own direction. And that's also actually when we started to see like actual success. It was like around 2018, I think. We signed with Relief that we never thought that those specific tracks would end up with Relief because it wasn't really the sound of Relief. But we said, Okay, let's do it. Let's try and see what will come out of that. Basically, that was kind of the start of us doing our own thing. It only grew from there. Yes, something that for me, I think is very important to say out to the world is that you are starting and you are a new artist. You usually want to follow up to the trends and like be in the chart and like fit in and you're not always doing what like comes from within like your sound that you want and the branding that you want to build you are basically copy something that exists out there and you're not becoming something by copying something else and it's important that even at the beginning like you are doing something that already exists that later on you will follow like your passion your sound and embrace it and like put it out there put the work and the effort and don't be afraid like to fit to boxes don't believe in boxes just do you that's like when you feel the best you create something that is also good yeah, totally. And I, you know what, I think I've seen this happen too many times where artists are like, okay, I'm going to make music for this label and then we're going to shop it and send it to them. This is for them. I made it for them. I'm like, but you're not making it for yourself. Yes. <laughs> you need to make it for you and, you know, what you're feeling from your heart space. And, you know, also if you're in a duo, this is your art together and not just like, okay, we need to fit in this little box because we want to be on this label, you know, because then it's, it's not authentic really. So I'm really happy that you, you both said that. <laughs> I was like, like, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been through like this journey, but we got to where we are by not following what's out there and do our thing. Yeah, absolutely. it took us time, but yeah. 
It took you time. And actually speaking of, on June 25th, you have your next EP called Hallucinate coming out on 8th Records, which is Eats Everything and Andreas Campos label with four tracks ready to launch. So can you tell us a little bit about this new EP and maybe the creative process behind it? It's actually was kind of the beginning of our, basically we want to shift our direction. We weren't really feeling any more excited where we stood. Like we felt that we can do more, that we can explore more and that there is much more out there that like we are connected and that's when we work on this project basically it's a follow-up uh, release it's the second one on eight and with these tracks we basically try to stand out and like do what we feel right and like found our sounding within and yeah i think also one of the main themes throughout all of these tracks hallucinate were a kind of approach of less is more that our our style from the beginning was like <laughs> A lot happening all the time. Yeah, more <laughs> and <laughs> the further we got into our career, the further, uh, the more we realized that it's not really necessary all the time to have a lot going on, and that it's more important to have like one really great idea, one really great theme or thought, and to kind of like build everything around to support that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that like that really shines through on this EP. Yes. Nice. Well, we're gonna give our listeners a preview of a Bad Moon Rising. So here you go, everyone. Have a listen. There you have it, everyone. That was a preview of Bad Moon Rising coming off the new Hallucinate EP on June 25th on 8th Records from Black Girl, White Girl. So I want to get into taking control of the narrative around yourself and your artistry. And, you know, we're currently in Pride Month this June and you two are actually a couple as well as a musical duo. So can you tell us your how your experience has been within the dance music industry facing diversity and inclusion as a female queer couple? I think for us specifically, it's kind of two-part story because until like last year, we weren't really very vocal about the fact that we are a couple and it wasn't really a conscious decision. We just were so focused on music and putting the music out there and we kind of lost eye for the fact that it's also important to like put that stuff out there so that other people can kind of like experience what you're going through and can relate more to you as an artist, can understand where you're coming from and the choices that you make as well. Um, but I would say before 2020, most of our experiences in terms of being female slash women, whatever, that a lot of the times people would just assume that we didn't make our own music, that we had somebody else making our music for us, that they would assume, for example, like gigs, that we wouldn't know how to set up the equipment um, that we had like to have some sound guy or whatever there. <laughs> Obviously, we don't need. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> of course, always the, the very well-known feature of 
women when they're doing uh, live streams that men like come into the chat and like start to talk about the appearance of you, yourself and like not so much about what you're doing, your skills, yeah. your music selection, judging your look, what you're yeah. doing, what equipment you have, but not focusing on the sound. Yeah. And also in terms of like people who have approached us in the past, management, agents, that they kind of assume that there is this like standard path that works for most people in the scene, that it also works for women, for people of color, that it's just simply not true. There's a different process for everybody. And I think the way that you come up also kind of limits or expands the opportunities that you have. That we had, for example, some agency in the Netherlands that we wanted to sign with, like we approached them and they agreed to a conversation. And then while we were there, they told us, oh, maybe you should just go socialize with the boys, you know, (laughs) just go hang out in the studio, make with them music, go out with them. Yeah, to like kind of like be more well known in the scene over there. Fit to the boys clubs. Yeah, oh my like, gosh. No. You're like, first of all. Oh my god. We're not gonna do it now. What? Yeah, just, I can't believe they said that to you. One hundred percent. It wasn't that long ago even. I think it was like in twenty eighteen. Two, three, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Especially because, you know, there is a presence of female artists in the industry, but it's heavily male dominated. Mm -hmm. As an artist, as someone working behind the scenes, I understand for sure. And it's like, no. I feel like I just want to say there were times because I also worked with music festivals. And so there were times when I'd be, you know, on site all day, like for 13 hours, whatever, running around. And if you're popping in and coming up to see what's going on on stage, like maybe I need to speak to somebody and maybe there's all men on stage. And I'm like a woman and I'm walking up and like, they look at you like, what does she want? Like, oh, she's a groupie or, you know what I mean? I'm like, actually, no, I'm uh, running the show here. So get out. (laughs) You know, they're like, oh, you know, this music. I'm like, get it. First of all, just get out of my face. No, (laughs) you know what I mean? They think I'm just like, I want a selfie or something. I'm like, no. That's like the first part. The second part oh, um, yes. of our <laughs> of our experience uh, since 2020 is that that we've chosen to be more vocal about who we are, that we're a couple, that we are queer, that we're like part of this specific community of LGBTQI plus people. We've had a lot of amazing opportunities to be a part of some nice stuff like we did with Shoot Your Shot. It's a party uh, organization. Queer party. Yes, from Glasgow. We did a stream with them to raise money for queer people who went out of work during a pandemic. We also did a stream with She's the Music and Dirty Bird also like to support women who have not been able to earn during a pandemic. Another one that we did was with 4 for Consent, that they educate people about consent basically in the nightlife. We've basically felt more included with those kind of stuff because we were vocal and because we've chosen to speak up about ourselves and our experiences. So that was something that was very positive to offset all the negative things. Yeah, Yeah. that's the part like that came more like lately. And also what's important to say, especially what's been going on in the world since 2020 and the pandemic and all, that you see the power of like social media and awareness. We thought that like it's good time that our project like will speak up and maybe we can be some example for others and to see that it's possible and no matter like your color, your gender, like whatever that it is that you can do it. 
Absolutely. And I think because you decided to share with the world, yes, we are also a couple. And then you can get involved with the community around the world and support. And then people, like you said, can resonate more maybe with you and your music or what you're doing or the events that you're also supporting. So I think that's really great. And it's funny because even if you're in a heterosexual duo and your couple, sometimes I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work. Like, <laughs> because it's like you're in a relationship and you're also a duo. Yeah. So like maybe no one's really touring right now, but like you're on tour, you're making music, you're in the studio. I'm like, that's a lot. I'm like, that's a very, uh, yeah, it is. you know, yeah. like. <laughs> it is a lot. We have to like really clearly like set boundaries for stuff. Yeah, um, I can imagine. To be able to do You need everything. to find the right balance between stuff, yeah. like to okay. separate stuff and to know where, okay, that's the limit and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it work. Yeah, okay. I can imagine. So since the pandemic hit the world in 2020, we've all had to slow down and realign our lives and make some changes. So how have you been honoring yourselves with self-love rituals during this time? Uh, to be honest, we took some times off and we connect with the nature. We went with our dog and we travel and we did some meditation and routine that we're still doing, yoga. Yeah, what more? Reading, cooking, baking a lot. Baking. <laughs> a lot. I know. Everyone's like making banana bread. <laughs> At the beginning, but, of, but the first part of the pandemic, we just were in the studio making music nonstop. And then we felt like, okay, it's not really going nowhere in the world. Yeah. And we put in a lot of music that will be good for later, but we also need time to understand what's going on and to think through the crisis and to give time to ourselves. Like it's the most important because when we are feeling in our best, everything else, like, Absolutely. When you're living in your best version of yourself in your highest frequency, you know, energy attracts energy. So you're maybe vibrating high. And like, I feel that when I'm like, maybe in like the lower energy of my cycle in the month and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. (laughs) And then like right now I feel super in my mid month, like I have high energy right now, you know? Yes. yes, Just taking a walk. And if you're working in the studio all day or on a computer all day working, I'm like, okay, I need to disconnect. And I go out, I go for a walk, go to the beach here. I'm in the Dominican. So I'm like going out there. I'm like, I can't just ignore this. (laughs) It's important. It's important to have that balance as well. And uh, take the time. I think it's taught a lot of people how to slow down because you couldn't do anything. So Mm -hmm. it's been, I think a great kind of positive there in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. So we also, go through life cycles, experiences, new beginnings, and changes during our time on earth. And how would you like to help motivate and inspire the next generation? I think most important for us, because it's something that we can do while doing everything else easily, it's just to be visible. I think that if when I was growing up, if I had seen more queer people in the electronic music scene, I would have been so much more confident in pursuing this and not like be kind of like afraid of, am I good enough? Will people accept me? So I feel like for us to be able to do that, to put ourselves out there, be vocal about our experiences, uh, the hardship, the, even the success, like to, to even explain and like go into how we got to where we are today. I think that's something that can really motivate and inspire mm-hmm. just based on my own experiences. I think except for that stuff that we really put a lot of thought and energy in doing is to find music by queer non-binary people anybody in the lgbtq plus community and minorities minorities try to feature as many as we can to give like people that platform that otherwise like they might not get because they're self-releasing or they're not really releasing on big labels that 
come with a lot of PR. Yeah, I think that maybe it might not be something huge, but hopefully like with these small things and with time as we get, as our project gets bigger, we can do even more. Yes, absolutely. I believe that like, yeah, you need to be the change that you want to see. And if some stuff's missing in the scene, we maybe can embrace them and like bring them in within our project and support others that don't really get the possibilities and opportunities that are getting. Yeah, I can already tell you two are going to do big things. I can tell. <laughs> because as you keep pushing through, you're going to keep making new connections and connecting with other people. Maybe there's co-collaborations. There's there's a lot that you can do here and I can see it. <laughs> I think it's lovely. It's really nice. It's really nice. And any way I can ever support you in the future, I'm happy to also, you know, contribute and help here. <laughs> so can you share with us maybe one or two muses in your life? Uh, we thought about it and we said like with this, we talk between ourselves that the best thing is to say people that create something basically out of something people that like didn't have easy path and regardless their obstacle that they face with they created something like Oprah Winfrey and RuPaul that they didn't have easy start but they are today where they are and they left a huge mark on the world and they still doing the work and being a service for other that need help and yeah that's nice. us Nice. Yeah, inspiring people. Yeah, yes. no, for sure. There's a lot of incredible people in this world and it's really great to maybe learn something from these kinds of people to realize, okay, but like, what am I doing to give back to humanity or in some way, how am I contributing to the betterment of humanity? So it's really nice to like reflect on that. Sometimes I think about, okay, well, how can I help someone today? Or if there's an opportunity that comes through where maybe you're just like on the street and you see someone needs help, just help them. It depends on what's happening, but (laughs) you know, there's these things. I think it's important to be conscious about that. Being kind, being kind. Yeah, we yeah. need more of that in the world. Yeah, because I think too often people just ignore other people on the street, but maybe like just showing kindness can go a long so way. So true, absolutely so true. Or even just smile at someone because it's a ripple effect yeah. because you're like, hello. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that was nice. And then they, <laughs> and then they do it too, you know? So the ripple, the, butterf- the butterfly effect, right? Okay, so we're going to get to the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive affirmation with our listeners or any life advice you'd like to pass along? To be honest, we have a lot but we'll focus on two that <laughs> I'm exactly where I need to be no matter where you are in your journey it's where you need to be and understand that everything that you're going to or coming to your pet it's valid and from there grow the other one it's the true measure of success it's joy so don't look for validation from outside things like materials or people just focus on you when you be good with yourself like you within can yourself. yeah within yourself you yeah. can like spread it out and that's the true success, the joy from within, not stuff that coming from outside or how many likes other people have or what clothes they wear, you know, what they doing inside of you. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. <laughs> You're saying this, I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's great. No, thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. It was such a pleasure to speak to you both and congrats on the new EP. Everyone, don't forget that on June 25th, you can check out Black Girl, White Girl's new EP called Hallucinate coming out on 8th Records. But we're going to close out this interview with Range of Vision. So here you are. Ladies, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We enjoyed talking to you. And everyone, actually, they will be releasing a guest mix for us next month. So stay tuned. (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies. Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.